Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, February 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Madam Speaker, the President of the United States. Last night, U.S. President Donald Trump delivered his State of the Union address to a joint session of Congress. As expected, the president referred to a, quote, national crisis at the southern border. As we speak, large, organized caravans are on the march to the United States. I have ordered another 3,750 troops to our southern border to prepare for this tremendous onslaught. While there's no evidence of an invasion on the U.S.-Mexico border, the FT has reported on the humanitarian crisis of migrants seeking asylum. Mr. Trump spoke for more than an hour on Tuesday evening, addressing increased defense spending by NATO allies and his decision to pull troops out of Syria. He also announced that he would meet again with North Korea's Kim Jong-un in Vietnam later this month. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Also today, Snap stems its user declines and claws back losses. Apple gets a new boss for its retail stores, and the U.S. becomes the biggest supplier of oil to the U.K. for the first time since the Suez crisis. Then the FT's Gregory Meyer explains how U.S. soybean farmers have been caught in the middle of the trade war with China and what a major U.S. grain processing company predicts about the year ahead. I'm Eric Krepke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Snap, the parent company of the disappearing message app Snapchat, reported fourth quarter earnings on Tuesday. The company has stemmed declines in users, improved revenue, and nearly halved net losses. But it still faces investor concerns over competition from Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Snap lost several million users last year after an unpopular app redesign. The company has also undergone a recent management upheaval. It suffered the departure of Tim Stone in January. Mr. Stone was the group's second chief financial officer to leave in 18 months, and he left after just seven months on the job. But Chief Executive Evan Spiegel said on Tuesday that Snap was substantially closer to achieving profitability. Snap managed to post a 36% rise in revenues to $390 million in the last quarter of 2018. Shares in Snap rebounded by as much as 20% to $8.50 each after the results but it was still short of the $17 at which its shares were issued when it joined the stock exchange in 2017. And Apple's retail boss is on the way out. Angela Arendt spent the past five years running the iPhone maker's retail stores. The former Burberry chief executive led a substantial overhaul of Apple's retail space, and she expanded the network to more than 500 physical stores. She was lured to Apple with a stock award worth about $70 million at the time, which vested over four years. In each of the last three years, Mr. Rents has taken home total pay of more than $20 million. That even tops the pay for Chief Executive Tim Cook. Her departure comes as Apple faces a decline in iPhone sales. Mr. Cook has blamed much of that decline on a slowdown in the Chinese economy, as well as slower rates of customers upgrading their devices in other markets. Mr. Rents will be replaced by Deirdre O'Brien, a 30-year Apple veteran. Ms. O'Brien will add retail to her existing duties as Vice President of People. She was described by Mr. Cook as an exceptional leader. And the FT reports that the U.S. has become the biggest exporter of oil to the U.K. for the first time since the late 1950s. 
In January, the U.S. supplied the equivalent of almost one in every four barrels of crude processed by the U.K. oil refineries. That's 264,000 barrels a day. That's also more than Norway, Russia, Nigeria, or Algeria supplied to the U.K. The rising volume of U.S. crude heading to the U.K. is part of a trend since Washington lifted widespread restrictions on exports in 2015. The U.S. has seen a surge in crude production. That's thanks largely to oil supplies from shale formations that have been exploited through advances in horizontal drilling and hydraulic fracturing. Oil analysts say the jump in exports to Britain has primarily been driven by cheaper supply. But the country's growing reliance on one supplier may still raise questions at a time when the U.K. trade policy is already in flux because of Brexit. U.S. exports to the U.K. peaked back in 1957. That was when President Dwight Eisenhower authorized 300,000 barrels a day of shipments to relieve some of the shortages caused by the shutdown of the Suez Canal. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. The trade war between the U.S. and China has left soybean farmers in America's Midwest caught in the middle. Soybeans grown in the U.S. have historically accounted for a third of Chinese soybean imports, more than 30 million tons. The U.S.-China trade war changed that. At one point last year, China wasn't importing any soybeans at all. But on Tuesday, the chief executive of Chicago-based grain processor Archer Daniels Midland predicted the trade war would be resolved this year. The FT's U.S. market reporter Gregory Meyer is here to explain how politics have shaped the fortunes of the farmers and where the trouble began. Soybeans became entangled in the U.S.-China trade war last year. The Trump administration threatened to impose tariffs on um, a variety of Chinese goods. China hit back on exports uh, from the U.S. to China. Can things only escalate from here? It certainly looks like that's where things are going. China in July uh, imposed a 25% tariff, in addition to the existing tariffs, a 25% tariff on U.S. soybeans. At the end of November, President Trump and President Xi of China met in Buenos Aires um, outside the G20 and uh, agreed to a truce in their trade war. And I think at some point we are going to end up doing something which is great for China and great for the United States. Agreed not to escalate tariffs as expected or at least to, to delay that until March 2nd pending further discussion. And as a goodwill gesture and also probably because it might need additional soybeans, China agreed to, to purchase some more soybeans or to resume purchases of soybeans from the U.S. So after the new tariffs were imposed in July, U.S. soybean exports to China basically dried up. They went to zero for months on end. On Tuesday, the chief executive of a really big U.S. grain processor actually offered a prediction about soybean sales and about the U.S.-China trade war. What did he say? There are various predictions about how many soybeans uh, the U.S. will export in calendar year 2019. A lot of that is subject to the outcome of the trade war with China, as well as the size of the harvests in South America, which are, which are underway right now. On Tuesday, Archer Daniels Midland, which is a Chicago-based company that's one of the biggest agricultural processors and traders in the world, their CEO announced that he believes the U.S trade war with China will be resolved sometime in the first half of 2019, and that will result in resumption of significant soybean sales from the U.S. to China um, after next year's harvest. He didn't put a number on that, 
Um, and he didn't say definitively it will be resolved, but he, he said that's their, their base case assumption at the company. So even if the trade war does end up getting resolved this year, what kind of lasting effect will that have on the soybean market? It might be too soon to tell. There are expectations of tensions between the U.S. and China as trading partners and as geopolitical rivals could be here for quite some time for many reasons outside of the soybean market. And if that's the case, China may seek to further diversify its food supply to ensure it's not overly reliant on the U.S., that could lead to further expansion of soybean planting in Brazil, in Argentina, or in other emerging areas that have the right climate and, and, and soil for soybeans, but, but currently aren't growing them for various reasons. And there are fears that, that this immediate dispute could have lasting impacts on the agricultural economy in the, in the U.S. And if the trade war doesn't end this year and isn't resolved, what kind of position will soybean farmers find themselves in? Soybean farmers are not exclusively soybean farmers. They typically grow corn as well. They might grow wheat. In some places, they might grow all kinds of other things, such as the North Dakota, flax, sunflowers. So I think we can expect to see, regardless of what happens, a shift of acreage of land out of soybeans this spring in the U.S. into alternative crops. But given that soybeans have historically been a very profitable crop, we could also see further pressure on farm incomes potentially further consolidation in the U.S. farming sector, which has been going on for decades. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following General Motors' earnings. The car maker is expected to report before market open in New York. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. 